Hi, this is Annie from the Smithsonian American Art Museum's Loose Foundation Center. Since 2011, we've hosted Loose Unplugged, a free monthly concert series that celebrates the work of local musicians. Now we are partnering with Hometown Sounds to bring you tracks from DC artists we love. For more on Loose Unplugged, visit americanart.si.edu slash loose slash unplugged. There you'll find a complete list of Loose Unplugged artists, videos of past performances, and artist interviews on our blog, iLevel. We look forward to welcoming you back to the museum once it's safe to hold concerts again. Until then, stay well, stay in touch, and enjoy these tunes from our neighbors in the DMV. Hi, I'm Jenna Camille, and this is the Loose Listening Party presented by Hometown Sounds. about what more I do Just to get you to remember how you felt before Do you need something new I could put on my pretty red dress and wear my hair high and go and get my nails did learn some new Feeling like a chore Cause damn I really love you babe. 
Hey, welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Pareco. I'm Paul Vodra, and this is the Loose Listening Party, our collaboration with our friends at the Loose Foundation Center in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. They are well known for hosting the Loose Unplugged series for many years. And while it's on pause, we are presenting interviews and listening parties with some of the amazing DC musicians that we would love to feature on that stage when things are back in better shape. And this week we are featuring Jenna Camille. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We started out this episode with Jenna Camille's collaboration with the other guys on a song called Love Me Right from the album Autumn in Analog that you can purchase now on Bandcamp. Uh, tell us about that collaboration, how that how that came to be, uh, and, and what you can remember about the recording with them. Yeah, um, I was actually approached by um, Joe, who is uh, one of the other guys, and um, he actually approached me because he he also runs and uh, owns uh, uh, Hypnot Records. So he approached me about signing over onto the label. And um, in the midst of that, he sent me this track and uh, asked me if you know there was something I could do with it. And sure enough, there was. And so I wrote that song uh, kind of just on the go, um, presented it back to him. And that was pretty much that. And, you know, ended up on the ended up on the record. So how do you how do you figure out like whether and when there's something you can do with it? Like you said. Um, it's I kind of it's kind of uh, whether there's like an instant connection you know, I, I see it kind of like as like courting, you know, like you meet somebody and there's like, boom, there's that spark right there. And then instantly you just feel something. And that's kind of the same way that I respond with music is like if I listen to it and automatically it just sends me somewhere, it takes me somewhere and I start getting ideas, just rushing. Um, that's when I know that it, that that is that's a perfect match. So that's kind of how I felt about this song. And I was able to turn over something pretty quickly. And so, yeah. So the last year has been tough for a lot of people, especially you. The New York Times actually did a piece focusing on how you lost not one, not two, but but three jobs. So tell us a little bit about where you are at currently and what has changed for you in the last year or so uh, with regards to music and, and just life. A lot has changed. I don't live in D.C. anymore. Um, I live in Atlanta is where I was born. And so I'm kind of restarting. Last year took took a lot out of me. And you know, it was also it was also it was last year was a very interesting year, I would say, um because I I did I was able to create a lot. Um I released a lot of work last year. You put out like 3 albums. Yeah, it might have been 3 and then then another one at the start of this year. So yeah, about about 4 within the year. So it it was a, it was a it was a good time creatively but it was just hard because I felt like I I had lost a lot of myself because you know I I you know I defined myself largely by being an artist and I felt like I in a way I felt like I wasn't one anymore because I wasn't able to perform and I wasn't able to present myself as an artist and so I struggled a lot with that and just struggling with, you know, how I wanted to continue 
which is something that, you know, I had conflicts about before the pandemic and then just being presented with this, this situation where I had to kind of redefine everything um, and restart everything. It just, it just forced me to ask a lot of questions about why I still wanted to do this and, and, you know, what continuing music looked like for me and, you know, not performing with my bands anymore. My band pretty much kind of ended when the pandemic started. So it was just everything just kind of just got shut down. And so, you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta now, um, kind of still in that in-between space. Um, Atlanta is a little more open, so we're able to perform and stuff here, but, you know, I'm essentially a new brand new artist here. Um, so everything that I've been building in DC for the last six, seven years is kind of like, (laughs) you know, this is a totally new audience. Um, so it's, it's a challenge. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I'm I'm at ground zero necessarily, but you gotta meet new people. You gotta like, you gotta take a walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's 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 work. It's more work that needs to be done now, which is you know, which is fine. But it's just you know, it's different than because it, it's unex- also unexpected. You know, I wasn't planning on necessarily doing this, and I had had already had all these these gigs in line and set up and everything, and then. Nope, it's kind of like a fresh new start, which is which is great. You know, new opportunities are great, but you know, it's a challenge, it's an adaption. So, you know. What what is what does the live performance mean to you? We, we know some musicians that that just absolutely thrive on it and some that have just given it up completely. They say, We're just gonna be a studio band from now on. No need to perform live anymore. Do you is this something that you miss a lot? Or uh, are you are you happy just you know being in the bedroom producing and recording your own stuff? Oh no, I miss being on stage a lot. I'm a, I'm an introvert, so I love I love everything about being at home. But there's there's really nothing quite as validating as having an audience that is responding to you. Um, you you're an introvert, but you want to get out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I yeah, I I come. I I pretty much every everybody who you know has has seen me perform is like you're a totally different person on stage. Um, and so I kind of you know I do kind of morph into this different personality. You're morphing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I do miss the I do miss just receiving that energy and you know and just feel other people's you know excitement and feel other people's joy and we had a performance like when the first performances a couple of weeks ago and you know people were coming up it's like I didn't know how much I needed that because you know some people had this is their first performance that they've seen in a while and so people were just like oh my god I think you know just like ready to see and hear music live and that was just really a beautiful moment for me. And those are moments for me that, you know, are, you know, the most encouraging. Paul, do we want to hear another track on this week's show that has Jenna Camille on it? Yeah, we're going to do a real quick one here. It's real quick. Yeah. One minute long. This is a song by Golden Brown.
That song was called Power from the album Bright Moments by Golden Brown, which is a collaboration between Jenna Camille and the band Columbia Knights. What can you tell us about your collaboration with those fine gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been actually, oh man, it's been a little over three years now. And um, we started working together on an album that is actually finally about to be released this year in July. And so Bright Moments was kind of like an intermediate project that we started working on during the pandemic. And essentially the idea was that we were going to create one minute songs essentially to have for Instagram. So that's why they're all one minute long because the intention was to be posted on Instagram. Jenna, you have preempted my question <laughs> that I've had on my mind since December when yep. you put this record out, yep. which is you got 15 songs that are all a minute long. What's going like? Yeah. You wanted to make it Insta. Mm-hmm. It was all for Instagram. Um, and it was just something, it was just something kind of like quick and fun to do. Was it quick and fun or like, what was it like to, to work on these short tracks that are a minute long? Like, what was it quick or was it like, did you drop some time on it? Uh, for me, it was quick because I only had to supply the the vocals and <laughs> that was it. I didn't do any of the production or anything. And so it was quick for me. Um, and then we had a friend of ours, uh, Nelson Bandela. He did some visuals for us. And so he just kind of had us uh, recording little stuff on our phones. So it was just, it was kind of simple and straight to the point for me. And yeah, it was, you know, I, I think also part of the the goal for them, which I, I am tremendously thankful and appreciative of, is they also had originally had the idea of like trying to create something for me because I had lost, you know, my jobs that try to create some funnel, some income. And so we had originally started out with releasing our first single for the album prior to that. And all the the money from that was going to me, which I appreciated. Um, and so we just kind of continue with that idea. It's like, okay, what what else can we create right now um, in the midst of this to kind of keep things flowing? Um, and so that was the that was the idea for this. And um, it was just it was just more or less like a kind of a teaser project, really, to to kind of set up for the for the main album. So when's it hitting? It's it's coming out in July. It's coming out on Hypnot Records in July. Tight. Um, how how'd you connect with Columbia Knights? They had seen me perform, I I believe, and they uh Hailing, um, my friend Hailing, who was uh, the keyboardist and one of the producers, obviously, he sent me a message asking if, you know, I would be interested in collaborating um with them and obviously I said yes um and we just started meeting up at Jason who's also a member Uh, we started meeting up at his house on a regular basis and we just started recording tracks um and we we got pretty tight after a while I mean we've been working on this project since maybe I think 2015 or 16 um so it's been it's been a long time it's been a long time coming so through the process of that, we we, we became we became pretty cool, um, like family. So those are my brothers for sure. What can you tell us about the band name Golden Brown? This is what happened. So in one of the tracks, we had 
with YU, who is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with YU. Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, I'm glad I don't have to explain. <laughs> so um, in one of the tracks, we have a YU feature, and he, I can't remember the line, but at the end of the line, he said, we're still golden brown. And he was talking about, you know, black our complexion, my complexion. And um, so that's what we that's what we decided to go with. I remember now. Yeah. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's time to play a song that Jenna Camille has done solo. This is from the album The Time Is Now. This is called My Country, My Love. Thank you. 
That song was called My Country, My Love from the album The Time Is Now, one of the many releases that Jenna Camille put out in 2020. It is a Name Your Own Price download on Bandcamp. Jenna, could you say a bit about how this track is put together? I would say that uh, it's very different in composition in comparison to to sort of maybe your more soulful uh, tracks. Um, yeah, sure. So last year I started working with samplers. Originally, I, I never did much sampling, but I, I started to get involved with uh, samplers. And so I started to kind of veer more towards, you know, more of a hip hop kind of instrumental projects. Jenna, can can you tell us tell us about the time is now, the, the work, and what it means to you? Um, the you know the time is now is is basically a call to action for me. It's an idealistic vision of revolution and rebirth. And for this particular project, I was motivated um, to to start this because of what happened with George Floyd. And just my frustration with the response to that situation, I was kind of frustrated with what I, I felt was the cycle of when a black person gets killed by a police, uh, there's a cycle. I felt like, you know, that was a prime time to actually really get engaged and do some organized activities and just kind of this reactionary response. I, I felt like, you know, ultimately the time is now is a is a story. And it's a story of a, of a brewing rebellion that starts and that ends. And I just, I felt like, you know, the time is now was just kind of my kind of like urging, like, let's actually do this. Let's actually like start organizing or, or trying to get in the motion of really pushing for a real revolution so that we don't have to continue this cycle. You know, I just felt for me, it was just, that was kind of my effort (laughs) to try to get people to, you know, think like that. So, you know, also for me, it's, it's about recognizing that there is no other time. There really is no other time to act, but now, you know, I'm a huge procrastinator and I, and I tend to, you know, in my anxiety, I tend to put a lot of things off and I realize how much that limits us if we're not able to to act on the things that we really care about in the moment, we might lose the opportunity to do so. Um, and so I just really kind of more so wanted to kneel down on the, the idea that, you know, if there's anything that we care about, if there's anything that's important to us, that's really valuable to us, it's important to us to act on it as soon as possible because we might not get the opportunity to to act on it at a later time. Um, and so that was kind of the the spirit of of that project. So an- another part of the loose listening party of the artists we speak with is that we play artists that our guests loves and admires. And we're going to turn to some to some of those tracks from Jenna. And uh, who's first in this the selection of artists we're going to play now? First up is Deborah Bond.
That song was called Door by Deborah Bond from the album Compass Colon One. It came out about a month ago. 
Jenna, what can you tell us about Deborah Bond? Oh man, Deborah Bond is 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 just. <laughs> Jenna, you just standing out <laughs> there. <laughs> I yes, I think so. I think this is this is a Jenna stand moment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Devorah is a is a really good friend of mine. But she's just like, oh man, I I look up to Devorah so much because she's just like she's just an incredible not only an incredible artist but she's an incredible person. And um, this is the first album she's put out in years, I think. And she came out swinging. I love this record. This record is so good. And um, I'm just I'm just really excited and proud of her for this because. Just just to come out with something like this, you know, over the pandemic and just to, you know, to do it in, in just the midst of just so much is just incredible. It's incredible. And yeah, I love this song. I, I play this song like crazy. Yeah. What what is it about Washington, D.C. and the music scene there that is different and maybe special for you? Uh, than other places that you've been? Um, I will say that we we have just a strong fight and appreciation and love for our culture. And just, there, you know, when I see the, the Long Live Go-Go movement, I'm just, you know, like that, that to me represents the spirit of D.C. Just in the midst of everything, we still are fighting for our culture and maintaining that. And that's one of the things I, 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 I love about you know being from the area and um so yeah that's that's the biggest thing for me i said let's hear another song that jenna has selected for us on this podcast next up is micah robinson
That song was called Know What by Micah Robinson. Some real classic 70s soul vibes there. Janet, tell us about you and Micah Robinson. You and his music. Like, tell us all about it. Um, so Mike and I, we we're not that close, but I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for him. I came across this song, my friend Deontay Haggerty Willis, who used to play guitar with me in my band. Um, we were we were riding around um, one day and he put this song on and I was just obsessed. I was obsessed. I, I We played it literally the entire night, just that song, just over and over and over and over and over and over again. It was just, oh my goodness. I was just like, oh, it, it was such, I don't, it was something about it that was just, I think, it, the interesting I, I'll, I'll tell you this story I'll tell you the story I'll, I'll I will have fun so last year I finally came to the the realization or the acceptance rather that I was queer and it was a very interesting way that I came to that realization I won't go too deep into it but I heard this song and it just really kind of just really took me to that moment where I realized that I was queer. I don't know what it was. I think it was just because of, you know, the person that was in, that was involved in that situation. It just took me to that. And it was such an emotional moment because, you know, we were at my mother's house and I hadn't, I hadn't talked to my mother about this at all. And so we're at my mother's house and we were listening to the song and I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like I, I need to talk to my mom about this. And so I just started crying. I was just, we were just listening to the song and I just started crying. And then I, I finally told my mom that, you know, that I, I liked women and, you know, she just kind of, you know, was like, okay, that's not surprising. <laughs> and so, you know, it just, it just, I just had this really nice moment with my mom over it. And, you know, and me and Deontay, we were, you know, we were just listening, playing along with it and singing it all night. And just, it was just, it was just a really beautiful, it was just a really beautiful moment that, you know, that song just created. And I'm so thankful to Micah for that. Like he has, I, I, I never even told him the depths of that story. Man. So if he hears this, then he'll know. But yeah, that song really, really means a lot to me, really. Have you met Micah in real life? Oh yeah, a few times. Yeah, I mean we're we're cool. You know, I I actually was just talking to him a few days ago because I posted on my Instagram a, a beat that I made that sampled that song, <laughs> and um, he heard it. And he was just like he was like, you know, thank you so much for doing it, and he wanted to to do something with it, and so we were, you know, right now we're kind of in talks of you know doing a remix to that song. Um, and so, yeah, we're, that's, that's kind of the conversation app. So yeah, you might be hearing 
some music with us soon. Thank you so much for for sharing that very, you know, kind of intimate story. And I really think that musicians, I mean, they need to hear that when when a song, you know, when somebody doesn't just like a song or even just love a song, but when that song like really almost changes their life, you know, like, Mm -hmm. man, that Musicians need to hear that sort of thing as much as possible because mm-hmm. that's what I think yeah. musicians are doing this for. Mm-hmm. So let's hear another song that Jenna Camille has selected for us on this podcast. Next up, we have Dreamcast Mo. That song was by Dreamcast Mo from the EP called Lamont that came out last October. And the song is called 301-341-7207. The big hint is the 301 area code, which is a Maryland Montgomery County area code. I grew up with it. Um, So great to see that, you know, like from a guy who's just representing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a 301 kid myself. So (laughs) PG County. (laughs) So tell us about Dreamcast Mo. So Dream, Dreamcast Mo. Yeah. He's, he's a longtime friend. I've known him for, for years. And I love this project and I love this song specifically because, you know, I know Lamont, that's the, that's the street that his house was on and, you know, it's to kick it over there and, and, it's, it's, it brings it, that 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 street brings back a lot of memories because you know we used to jam down in his basement a lot you know so I, I really liked how personal he went with this this project and particularly this song because I know this 
this song is um, dedicated to his aunt and that's his aunt's phone number um, that passed away. So, you know, I've, I've always respected, you know, Dreamcast is his dedication to to his hometown and his friends and his family. He's 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 big on all those things and he represents all those things, you know, wherever he goes. And um, that's something that I really appreciate about him and appreciate about this record for sure. In the music video we just watched for this for this song that accompanied the track, mm-hmm. Dream Cosmo goes on on adventures and is wearing the freshest IKEA bucket hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I gave it a quick look up. They are available at IKEA for three ninety nine, <laughs> which is such a rad price point for such a sweet lid. Yeah, yeah, that hat is hilarious. <laughs> But then I, but then I, I kind of thought about um, the classic enormous IKEA bag, mm-hmm. and those are they're, they're, those are actually a cool ninety nine cents. Yeah, <laughs> they come in handy too. They're very, they're very useful bags. I I remember I used to I oh my gosh, I remember back in the day when I was busking, I tried to carry my equipment in an IKEA bag, which was a terrible idea (laughs) so shout out to ikea (laughs) so jenna as as much as you can know what does the future hold for you can we expect more music going up on your bandcamp page uh more collaborations what's what's happening in your future oh yeah for sure um well you can expect the golden brown project this year you can expect more instrumental projects this year um, I have uh, one that I'm working on right now that I think I will be naming after my mother called Faith. My mother, Well, that's my mother's middle name is Faith. So that's my next instrumental project. So you can check that out and I will be alerting everyone about that as soon as it's ready. So that's up on the, on the radar and then whatever happens, happens. We'll see. <laughs> Jenna. When it's okay to do live music again, how do you want to do it? You want to do it by yourself? You want a band? Like, how's it gonna go? We're gonna we're gonna go both ways. We're gonna do with a band. We're gonna do by myself because I feel like there is no limits. There's no reason not to do what you want. Life is too short not to do what you want, and I'm gonna do what I want. So if I feel the band, I'm gonna go with the band. If I feel like I want to do it by myself. I'm going to go myself, whatever the, whatever the, the environment calls for, um, whatever the space calls for, whatever the people want, you know, to see, I'm going to be prepared for whatever, you know, that just ultimately, I just want to have fun. That's the goal. I just want to have fun and whatever, whatever helps to create the fun is, is, is what I'm interested in doing. So be, be prepared to see all of it is what I, what I ultimately am saying. All right, Jenna. So this is a three-part question. Okay. One, how do you approach finding things to sample? Mm-hmm. Two, especially the spoken word. Mm-hmm. Mm. And three, even more specifically, samples from historical recordings. Um. Well, I usually like to either go to the record store and find my records, or sometimes I'll I'll tour Spotify, and you know, and if I I usually like to look for like really like full chords. Like I'm, you know, I'm a pianist, so I love anything that has like thick chords, 
thick cord movement, cordal movements. And, you know, sometimes I might, you know, be watching interviews or panels. And if somebody says something that I, I feel is, you know, super powerful, I might save it and, you know, come back and capture it. It's just, it just, it's, it's more of, it's more or less about what I happen upon. Um, unless I have a specific idea that, okay, for this record, I want to capture somebody speaking about this particular thing, then I'll tour around, you know, the archives or YouTube or whatever to see if I could find somebody who's speaking on that subject in a way that is compelling and strong and, and unique to what, what the, the song is. So, you know, it just, it just depends. It depends on the, you know, on what, what I'm looking for, or it, it could be spontaneous. It's, you know, depends. I hear that. I hear that. A fair amount of the music you've released is instrumental and doesn't feature a traditional vocal performance like someone, you know, like singing a song rather than repeating a sample. Mm-hmm. What's it like to manage these discrete parts of your of your sound, like the soulful singing and the instrumental sort of futurism mm-hmm. of your beats? Yeah. Like, what's it like to, like, manage how often and how these parts of your sound appear in your music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, honestly, Tony, I don't really think much about it to be honest. And, you know, this is, these are conversations that I've had, you know, um, I was talking to one person about genre and how, you know, they were saying that they don't want to confuse their audience by putting out different things. And for me, I I think, I think less like a artist, industry artist, and more like kind of somebody that is like putting art up in a gallery. It's what I feel, what I'm creating, what comes out. And then, you know, I just, posted up there and for people to observe and see and comment on and, you know, interpret and analyze or whatever it is that people do when they, you know, experience music. So I don't really, I don't really care too much about genre. You know, um, when people ask me about genre, I, I either say I'm genre fluid or genreless. And, you know, I just, you know, like I said, I feel like life is too short to really be so and you know mechanical about everything and i feel like if we have the power to create things right in front of us and and post them up at will and there's no industry exec that's in my way and there's no one telling me anything that i need to do and you know i say whatever i'm, I'm just going to do it because i can you know i have the power to do it and so i do it because i want to do it and if people people dig it, so I keep doing it. You know, I have something for people who want to listen to me sing, and I also have something for people who enjoy beats and lo-fi stuff. And it's just about having something for everybody. And just you know, it's kind of like creating my own little like store, like like Target. Like you know, I have the toilet paper, I have the clothes. I you know, I have all these things that people can come and choose and pick and you know whatever suits them whatever they want whatever they like they can they can have it and they have access to it and listening to your music the last like week or so like do you feel like you are two superheroes two superheroes yeah because you got your soulful singing and you got your mad beats (laughs) yeah yeah sure i i think i i think there is i think yeah i think there are two different jenna camilles for sure maybe three yeah, <laughs> maybe three. There might be some more out there. 
All right, and that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds Loose Listening Party podcast. We want to thank Jenna Camille so much for her time and musical selections. Uh, Real quick, where would you like to tell people to go and follow you to find out more about what you're putting out? Sure. Um, You can go follow me on uh, Instagram at Jenna Camille, S-M-G. And you can also go to my website, JennaCamille.com and subscribe to my email list. And if you subscribe- I got a list? Yeah, I do. A lot of people don't know that and I should probably tell them. But so now this is the time. (laughs) Just go to JennaCamille.com and go to contacts. And there is a option to subscribe at the bottom of the page. Bump it up. Yeah. Uh, We want to thank the Luce Foundation Center inside the Smithsonian American Art Museum for their partnership on this series. We got more coming for you every month through the summer while we still get everything set up. Well, before we can come back and do some more live shows, we're going to head out of this episode with another track from Jenna Camille's release, The Time Is Now. The song is called Rebel Call. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And we will see you all next time.